created it. And uh, God just didn't make us, but he made everything, everything in creation he made. And uh, the Bible says that when God made the world, the universe, he said it was good. Uh, and he deserves absolute praise and honour because of all that he has done. Um, Abby, my daughter, she did a geography project uh, in primary school. And uh, this is a, a map of the world. It's fantastic, isn't it? Um, the real attention to detail. And so Abby deserves the praise for doing this. I didn't do it. Josh, Josh didn't do it. Abby did it. Abby was the author. Abby, Abby made this. Uh, and it would be wrong to place place that on anyone else apart from Abby. Like an artist who, uh, who puts their signature on their pieces or their paintings or their, uh, their drawings. In the same way, God has put his signature in creation. And I, I just want to propose that he's put his signature in you and me. The artist, the creator God, has put his signature, his stamp on, on, you, on you and me. And as Christians, we, we believe that the universe, creation, you and me, are no mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. His signature is in you and me. The Bible says that God loves you and he made you. And so it's exciting as a Christian to discover uh, all about God, all about how he made me. Uh, but also, what on earth am I here for? What am I here to do? Uh, what am I here on, on earth to do for? Uh, and so now, dig into your bag and find the candle. Oh. <coughs> and the foil. Find the, find the foil. Put the foil. I wish, this is where I wish I had about four hands. Put the foil on top of the candle where the hole is. On top of the orange. I need, I need to blame in or something. And then, yeah. and then find the hole. And then push the candle through the orange, where the hole is, through the foil. So we're left with this kind of specimen. Jesus spoke again to the people. He said, this is what Jesus said about himself. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus, he said, he's the light of the world. Let's think about this. What does this mean? When it's dark, we're not quite sure what's going on. 
We can't see anything. Some, sometimes nothing makes sense. And the Bible says that Jesus came to a dark world and he lit it up with his presence. Uh, and without Jesus, this world would be an even more confusing place than it is. We wouldn't know what to believe. We wouldn't know what to believe about God, about life, if it wasn't for Jesus. <coughs> I remember a few years ago, I did the uh, Three Peaks Challenge. And it, you had to climb uh, the three highest peaks in Scotland, Wales, and, and England uh, within 24 hours. If you've got a car, you've got good walking boots and plenty of socks. And uh, we, we ended up uh, in uh, the, the lake, just at the bottom of Scaffold Pike, at about 4 a.m. in the morning. And as we drove to the base of the mountain, all we saw, saw were these beams of light piercing the darkness. And what it was, it was climbers who had already started their journey. But the light was beaming through this darkness. And uh, so we put on our, our head torches as well. And without these head torches, uh, we wouldn't know what, where to go, what steps to take. Uh, and it was invaluable. It was vital for us to, to know where to place our feet because of the light. Uh, and in the same way, Jesus really helps us. And the Christian here just reminds us about Jesus and that he is the light of the world. On your orange, you've got this uh, ribbon, ready-made ribbon. We tried to come up with all different ways of wrapping it, so we've done it for you. Uh, it's sticky back plastic. And uh, on, the, on the traditional Christingle, the, this red signifies, the red of the ribbon signifies, it reminds us about Jesus' blood, what Jesus did on the cross. Uh, you'd think, you know, come on, Steve, this is a jolly talk, we're here singing carols, why are you talking about death and all this sadness? But actually, it's one of the most important things to remember and to remind ourselves about Jesus. Uh, thinking about Jesus, thinking about Jesus without the cross is like thinking about school without teachers, or um, the apprentice without Alan Sugar, or the Bake Off without BBC One. Or how about this one? Southern Rail without stripes or delays. It's important both of them go hand to hand. Jesus without Jesus without the cross. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. We, we sang earlier about the, um, the wise men bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, and, or nappy, <laughs> a heifer lunch, and some milk, or whatever that picture said. Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about what the significance of the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh is about. And we, we get the gold. We get, you know, the wise men are bringing this kingly person a, a, a gift. And gold is a, is a representation of uh, his kingship. Or frankincense. Frankincense was used in worship as an offering. They would burn the frankincense and it would be an offering as an act of worship. Uh, so I'm, in my head, I imagine Mary receiving these gifts. Oh, thank you for the gold. Thank you for the frankincense. Um, myrrh was used uh, in burial. Myrrh, the, the herb, was used to cover over dead bodies, to, to not make them smell so bad. So you can imagine Mary's face, where she gets gold, she gets frankincense. Myrrh? Thanks a lot. I don't quite get that. But Jesus' birth points to 
what he's come to do, ultimately. And Jesus, when he, when he died on the cross, he took our place. And it's almost like he swapped places with us. And so God punished Jesus when he should have punished us for the thing, wrong things that we've done, uh, or thought, or said. Uh, and it's wonderful. It's really, really wonderful. I don't know if anyone's done that to you before, when someone's took the blame for something you've done wrong. Um, anyone, anyone here who's got brothers and sisters probably know what it's like to really get the blame for something that you didn't do. That was my brother! That was... Um, that was... That was um, those of us who've got siblings, we know what it's like to get the blame for something, for something you didn't do. But, but can you imagine if you've done something wrong and they took the blame Someone else took the blame for something you've done wrong. Well, that's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He got the blame for sin, even though he didn't do it. And it's amazing. It's just something to be thinking about, uh, thoughtful as we think about Christmas. Okay, last one. This is the exciting one. Haribos. This is a chance to open them. Uh, with your Haribos, you've also got uh, four... Uh, four cocktail sticks. Uh, so stick sweets in the cocktail sticks, and then stick the cocktail sticks onto the orange. You know what I mean. Just be careful where you um, careful not to push the sharp bits into yourself, or uh, if you've got brothers and sisters here, don't push them into, into your brother and sister. Four sticks, sweets. Haribos. Traditionally, they're you meant to put fruit, uh, but we thought Haribos were, were just as just as fruity sweet. Fruity sweet. Fruity sweet. Fruity sweet. Okay, the, the the four sticks of sweets or fruit remind us about the four seasons of the year, and a great Bible verse to to think about is it again in John. And this uh, is what Jesus says. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So the reason why Jesus came was for you and me. So that we might have life and have it to the full. Not just to remember or think about Jesus at Christmas time, but throughout the full season, throughout the year. To know that God is, God is with you and he loves you throughout the year. <coughs> Jesus said he came... To give us the best life possible. Uh, this uh, this Thursday I celebrate the birthday. It wasn't a significant Yay. birthday. I keep I keep playing number twenty eight, but I'm not sure I can do that anymore. And uh, my mum and stepdad uh, took us as a family out for dinner. They're amazing. Moms and dads do that. They they just treat you. And uh, they uh, my mum had baked a cake. She'd given it to the waitress before. <laughs> And uh, at, at, at dessert time, this waitress came out, the restaurant sang happy birthday, and uh, on, the, on, on the cake there was candles, and there was a number, my, my, my age, and it said 34 on this candle. And the waitress, and someone's like, yes, thank you, you're amazing, I, I really like you, I'm going to give you a tip. Um, and uh, so the whole of my... Family laughed because that's not my age. And, um, but the waitress said, 
But I thought you loved 34. She wanted it. She wanted it. But for that tiny moment, I felt energised. Wow. This is what living life to the full is like. I'm, I'm only 34. Yes. I'm only 34. Uh, but Jesus says, He can give us a full and wonderful life. Do you know, Jesus loves you so much. He loves you so much. And he wants the best for us. Uh, being a Christian doesn't mean that problems disappear. Suddenly we, we, we kind of waft and we drift around on this kind of, we're six feet above the ground. Uh, stuff still happens. Uh, just because we follow Jesus doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory and good. But what it means in every situation, in every circumstance, I can rely on on Jesus to, to help me give me life to the full. So, so there we go. That's the Chris Dingle. That's the Chris Dingle. And what we're going to do now, or just in a few minutes, we're all going to come down and all going to light our Chris Dingle candles. Uh, uh, all, we're going to do that together while we sing the, the final songs. Uh, but before that, we want to also remind us about the world that we live in. We live in God's world. And not only does Jesus uh, give us life to the full, I don't know if you remember me, me talking about God's signature is in you and me. One of the ways we can do that is, is to bring God's life wherever we are, to bring God's peace wherever we are, to bring God's joy wherever we are. And he uses us to do that. Uh, so this, this, last, this last month or so, we over December, the, uh, our church, we've been partnering with a fantastic charity called Samara's Aid, and it provides clothes, relief, and medical supplies to, to people in Syria, Iraq, and the Middle East. And last weekend, many of us have been involved in it, last weekend we collected, sorted, packed over a thousand boxes and bags, uh, which, uh, which were donated by, by you and me. Uh, and then on Friday, uh, if you imagine this alleyway down here, was we had a chain of about 60 or 70 people. Just Those thousand bags and boxes were then put into a 16-meter articulated lorry, and, and it's now on its way to Syria to, to give people um, well-needed clothes and supplies. We may never see that. We may never see that impact, but um, what was interesting, we also run a job club here on a, on a Monday, and one of our guests came in to help us. Uh, do that. And I said, John, that's amazing. And he, he virtually cleared one area all by himself. And I said, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You've just done this on your own. Thank you so much. And he said, the difference that the job club and the coaches here have made to his life is uh, it's meant, why wouldn't I help someone else? And he was just like, I thank you for, I thank you for the job club for helping me. I want to help, help other people. That, for me, is, is bringing God to life, God's hope, God's joy. Um, we were going to show a video about Samara's aid, but uh, it's not PG-rated. So, uh, so instead, you can look on the website, check out more information about Samara's aid. Fantastic charity. Um, but what we are going to do is, as we are, uh, just before we light the candles, I'm going to ask Paul Howe just to come and say a prayer for, 
uh, refugee rally. And then we're going to sing, sing the last couple of carols. <coughs> so let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you came into this world, that you were the light that came into this world, that you came helpless and humbly. Father, there are so many that are also helpless, Father, and are humble, Lord, and have lost so much, Lord, through devastation, through war, that are persecuted, Father, for who they are and what they believe in. Father, I ask that you may help them over this time, Lord, that you may comfort them, that you may bring them peace, Lord, in their hearts, and that all the aid, Father, and all the help that is coming, Lord, that it may bless them abundantly. I ask, Father, that as we enjoy times with our families, Father, and in the shelter of our homes, Lord, that you may help us, Father, to remember them and to hear our prayers, Lord, and answer them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So in your own time, come and light a candle and then take it back to the seat.